0: You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. This week is Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori, Māori Language Week. Fifty years ago this week, a group of young Māori students arrived at the steps of Parliament. The collection of young people was composed of students from Te Reo Māori Society from Wellington and Ngā Tamatoa from Auckland. They came with a petition of over 30,000 signatures calling for the teaching and platforming of Māori language and culture in schools following decades of suppression. On the show now, we have Karitipa, lecturer at Te Tumu, the University of Otago's School of Māori, Pacific and Indigenous Studies, to discuss why this week is important and how we should recognise and support Māori language and culture, both this week and throughout the year. Kia ora, kāre.
1: Kia ora. Uh, kia ora mai, te iwi. Uh, tēnā koutou, ari e ari taringa vai ki tēnei Acknowledgements to you out there listening to this. Podcast uh, about uh, Te Wiki o Te Reo Maori. My name is Kare Tipa and I'm from Waitahu, uh, uh, Waitaha, and Ngati Kahungunu.
0: Kiora Kare, thank you for coming on today. The 1972 petition, petition is most associated with its call to integrate Maori language and culture into the school's curriculum a response to the fact that the language was suppressed nationally. But language and culture suppression were far from the only issues imposed on Māori people by Pākehā in the early 70s. What mm. sort of challenges were Māori people facing in terms of barriers to health care and education, as examples, as consequences of their language and culture being suppressed?
1: Um, well, I think you uh, have to look at what's happened possibly in the last 200 years, to inform um, Māori language suppression. Um, to To be honest, Māori had, and the language had suffered all sorts of kinds of political violence inducted by policy. For instance, the first half of the century of European settlement, the Māori language was a common way of communicating. And early settlers were dependent on Māori for many things and had to learn to speak the language if they wished to trade with them. Uh, in the 1820s, missionaries reported that Māori all over the country were teaching each other to read and write using materials such as charcoal and leaves, carved wood and skins of introduced animals when there was no paper available. Uh, so Māori were very literate um, in that early time of brokering in a new country and due to that they were able to trade and Pākehā were Writing and learning uh, to be to have that trade exchange with Māori who were ex- who were trading all over the world, in particular with um, flax fibred rope. Um, the missionaries also, when we're about uh, publishing the New Testament or books of the New Testament in those early stages of the country, and we're writing publications in te reo Māori, uh, through the Māori newspapers, um, and of course the Bible was eventually totally translated into te reo. Up until the 1870s, and in some areas after that, it was not unusual for government officials um, to speak te reo. Pākehā were in the majority by the early 1860s, and from that time we can see a decline in the language. Um, te reo was mainly confined to Maori communities that lived separate from Pākehā. Um, one member of the tamato of, ta- uh, of the ni- 1970s was Rawiri Paratene, um who was one of the many who carried the petition advocating for te reo Maori as a liver- living language on the marae. He gave evidence by signaling that te reo is ingrained in the stories of iwi and place and street names of old Aotearoa, and by virtue, signposting to the government the visible value of te reo and its history. Political violences through New Zealand colonial policy are largely responsible for such a dramatic loss in the native language. So um, yeah, that was a real mixture of responses to that question, Uh, but as we can see, the decline in Māori health uh, over years, um, spiritually and emotionally, and language is at the very centre of all of that.
0: Absolutely. And how was this 1972 petition specifically initially received publicly and politically?
1: Um. It came up against some fierce opposition, uh, I, I guess, when you live in a culture or in a, a country where the main language is a Western one. It's, uh, threatens. Um, it threatens possibly what people don't know, and uh, mainstream culture in New Zealand was very um, left-wing, uh, and so it was pretty much... I've heard uh, recently uh, waited Waititi describe uh, what what was happening in the country was one of terrorism throughout our history in New Zealand. And so for everything and anything that was Māori and that was being introduced into a mainstream uh, society had big opposition.
0: Te wiki o te reo Māori was not established until in 1975, a few years after the petition was delivered to Parliament. What prompted the allocation of this particular week as Māori Language Week, even all those years later?
1: Well, um, it, it was first regarded uh, in 1972 there was a Māori Language Day um, and then consequently three years later it was Māori Language Week. Um, there has been a mixed sort of... Uh, a view about the language and the development of it from that time however with the induction of the kohanga Reo movement and in the early 80s um, that has been the the language nest has cared and nurtured the real maori and and practices of maori society of maori culture within our young children and and our families too Cause up until that point, a lot of uh, Māori uh, didn't have the language also. so The kōanareo was seen as um, uh, a language nurse that thrived and that nurtured all that were open to learning. Uh, also, with the, in the Nga Tamato movement, there were there weren't very many native speakers at that time. Um, due to from the, uh, the early 1900s, and Second World War, uh, we see Māori shifting and, and moving to the urban centres, and so to access to real uh, from the marae or what was what was used to uh, where Māori lived in the country were being put into the urban centres and didn't have access to language there. Um, incidentally, some whānau leaf. Their children, with their grandparents, with their parents, uh, at the Marae or in those um, country towns where the language is more accessible, seeing that the language was uh, the main and only language heard at the Marae during ceremony time.
0: Our national attitude towards the platforming and active recognition of Mori language has certainly changed since 1972, but there's still a lot more work to be done. Recently, there has been public backlash to things like the compulsory teaching of te reo in schools and the use of te reo in broadcasting and other media. What are the most urgent issues right now concerning the health and well-being of the Māori language?
1: Well, we know that um, the decline of the Māori language has only just been arrested. While there is a resurgence of te reo, it needs to remain viable as a language. So what the language needs to, uh, needs to do, is, in any Indigenous language, we need a critical mass of fluent speakers of all ages. And it needs the respect and the support of the wider English-speaking and multi-ethnic New Zealand communities. This year we've seen a real surge of uh, non-Māori uh, learning te in all sorts of um, institutions, polytechs, university or even on platforms online and while that's been really great we still need uh, a larger critical mass uh, available and with with attitude to saving the language so that will be here for our grandchildren so effectively um, mainstream New Zealand uh, has a big part in the survival of the language and so that it can come out of the uh, terminology of being an endangered language.
0: Finally looking back to the 1970s and the prominence of groups such as Natamatoa in the Maori language petition and other protest movements, the 1973 protests in Waitangi, the 1975 land march and so on. Nga worked alongside the Polynesian Panthers and both groups took inspiration from the Black Panther Party in the States and the Indigenous American Liberation Movement. Mm. Can you speak a bit about the role of such international solidarity and inspiration in Indigenous activism for language, land, against discrimination, etc., 50 years ago and today? Yeah, well,
1: obviously um, 50 years ago would take you back to Oh, more than fifty years ago, would be taking me back to my mother's time when these um, these movements were happening, and um, the rights and privileges of Māori were uh, were synonymous with other Indigenous cultures around the world. Um, obviously, in uh, America, um, where Black and White Americans were separated, uh, got the First Nations. People of America and Canada uh, with the reservation schools, children being enrolled into reservation schools, by mandated by law at the age of five. So you can imagine what that did to communities with no children in villages. Um, so Māori and Indigenous cultures um, share a common thread where the basic living and rights of their races have been taken away from you. I think, to a certain degree we're still we're still fighting that um, that up across the world globally. Um, I've had the privilege to travel with um, the graduates of Te Maori Excellence Institute of Reo Maori Excellence uh, to Europe and to Canada to visit other indigenous cultures to see how they are hearing with language policy and development, and it was a great opportunity to be able to hear and see some of their struggles that they've going through and to be able to offer um, insight or um, support around that um, while totally being a te reo Māori language speaking group in the process. So um, some of the issues um, do not too far away from home. Uh, In terms of te reo being in schools, I think it's a really, really great move. Um, although be it little, but it needs good infrastructure for, uh, for it to be supported and to succeed. Um, history in schools. finally we're getting the right histories where um, you know, I'm a lecturer so uh, I've been lecturing for about 20 years now and uh, only now I'm only I'm beginning to see students understand uh, Maori histories uh, within their own country. And so that's a big improvement. But for the rest of the population, I think we've got a long way to go. We've got a long, uh, got a long road to walk in terms of fully understanding and um, pulling down racial attitudes. I think a lot of it has to do with um, ignorance or not understanding histories, uh, so people are able to be informed on how they respond to things. Even uh, recently. Uh, Māori news presenters wearing tamoko or uh, using Māori words on mainstream television seems to incite um, frustration amongst some people in Aotearoa. Uh, I'm not sure why that is, but I think it's really embedded in our histories and um, it doesn't have a place. It doesn't have a place here. Uh, Also, just want to add, you know, when you go out of New Zealand, You travel across other countries, especially in Europe. You know, at least two language in Europe, uh, two languages in Europe are standard, and so children in schools are raised with um, multiple languages, uh, but at least two are standard. So, uh, uh, usually in uh, Europe, um, French, uh, Spanish, and English, uh, the languages offered in schools, and so. Um, I, could, I could quite easily see the benefits of having three languages in, in Europe and what that does for a culture and how it brings people together. Um, I think we've still got a long way to go, as I mentioned before, but obviously the evidence is there, especially in children, and the way children learn and brain development. Uh, the brain is, is open to receiving many languages from early ages and so uh, that's, I think, what we need to focus on for language development and for cultural development here in Aotearoa.
0: Ngā mihe kare, thank you for speaking on this.
1: Oh, kia ora, Nō te te whai wāhi. Kia koe, o tira, kia koutou te iwi. Kia kaha te kōru te reo Māori te tēnei wiki. O tira, inga wiki katoa.
0: That was Kare Tippa, lecturer at Te the University of Otago's School of Māori, Pacific and Indigenous Studies, talking about the establishment and importance of te wiki o te reo Māori. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more
1: of them at r1.co.nz podcast.